Hello, loyal Garlic Marketing Show listener. You're about to listen to a segment of my upcoming audiobook, Right Story, Right Time, the video marketing strategy to bring value to the person and the situation. At the end, I'll tell you how to get the whole audiobook for free for a limited time for being a loyal listener of the show. Thanks again for listening, and I hope this helps. Chapter two, all lies about marketing. You take the blue pill, the story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to believe. You take the red pill, you stay in Wonderland, and I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. Morpheus, the Matrix. Video marketing doesn't work for a variety of reasons. It does not work because of a lack of planning. Video marketing never works without clear, specific goals. But the real big reason your video marketing strategy won't work is because of lies. I'm not talking about the empty promises of bad marketers or advertising salesmen. We've all seen those. I've been around both. And those lies can hurt a business. However, with proper goals and proper planning, those types of lies are easy to spot. And quickly, you can resolve them. By the way, the second half of this book is dedicated to the goals and planning and strategy. So I'm going to not talk too much right now about that. And I know you want to skip there. I would. I script right to the strategy. But here's the thing. Understanding the lies that are going to hold you back will help you to fundamentally shift your perspective. You're going to take that red pill. When you ingest the understanding I'm laying forth here, a layer of delusion will be pulled back. You'll see things for how they are. You'll have that aha moment and there'll be no turning back. You'll look at the world. You'll look at marketing in a different way, a fundamentally better way. And it'll help you not only to improve your business, but your past marketing mistakes, your past business mistakes will all of a sudden be clear. And this fundamental shift will help you leapfrog your competition. When I listen to a great marketer speak, they really speak from this red pill perspective. So there are three big categories of lies holding you back good businesses from being great. And those will hold back your video marketing from creating the business of your dreams, from you helping take that business that you're working in and making it something outstanding, something proud, something special that everyone will talk about. And these lies are insidious because most often we don't know they are lies. They're logical lies. They make sense. You know, this is a term I first heard used by Ryan Dice, and you know, he's an amazing marketer, good friend. And we talk about it in depth on one of the episodes of the Garlic Marketing Show. And the lies that deceive us include the lies also told by society, the lies we tell ourselves, some of which are actually caused by evolution, and then also those logical lies. The latter are myths, some of which worked once and some of which really never worked. Entire books have been written out on most of these subjects, but I'm going to boil them down here for you. As of much in here, I want this to be a guidebook to get you started. I want you to swallow the red pill right now but it might take you a few doses to fully comprehend it. So let's talk about the lies of society. I hear these lies echoed often in people's words and and with business owners. Uh, We don't market. Marketing is deceitful and manipulative. Yeah, of course there's marketing that is deceitful. And I don't condone that. The marketing in this book is manipulative. But guess what? Anytime you're trying to get someone to do anything done, you are manipulating. My son Max cries for jelly beans. He's manipulating. He's trying to get something he wants. The crying isn't bad. It's a little annoying sometimes, but I laugh at it because he's crying because he's trying to get what he wants. Manipulation does not have to be derogatory. We just like the idea that we make every choice because of free will, and it's our own idea. You can either choose to market and control the destiny of your life, your career, and your business, and accept when it's not working, or you can move on and just be a victim of marketing. It's a choice, and you have to do one or the other. You're either marketing or being marketed to. Another of the big lies is that I get all my marketing from referrals. I get all my business from referrals. 
Of course you do, because you haven't done anything else but try and get referrals. You've never done another type of marketing, but don't deceive yourself to think that referrals are not marketing. Referrals take a long time to build up. It's just really slow marketing. And don't let they don't let you design your business because you have to accept whatever referrals come through the door because they're unpredictable. And I also I think passive referral marketing is lazy. People say proud when what they mean is I don't know how to get people to know and like me any other way. And I'm not willing to take a risk. The reason I say that is because referrals are transferring what we'll talk about, the whole relationship. Referrals are transferring the entire relationship of no like, and trust, the three stages of a relationship. And we'll talk about that more in depth later. But when someone refers someone to you, they, if I refer Joe to the dentist down the street, the dentist now has all of the no like, and trust that I have with Joe because it's a transfer. And that's why people say referrals are the best because there's that transfer relationship. There's no reason to have to build it up. Another lie we tell ourselves is if I'm the best, I won't need to market. The best at any business is rarely the best business. I've seen this so often in software and technology and products and in professional services. People become marginally better. And by marginally better, I mean they just keep improving, improving, improving on the margin. So they have their core competency, which is the same as most other businesses, and then they improve on the margin. Your customers, the people that are using you, only care about the journey you're taking them on, not your skills. Waiting on referrals is a strategy of hope, and hope is not a marketing strategy. Hoping that if you're the best, people will come in. Once again, that is a hope, and hope is not a marketing strategy. Don't be annoying. This is another thing that we tell ourselves in marketing. The marketing is annoying. Your marketing's job, and the job when you are marketing, is not to make people feel comfortable. In fact, it's the exact opposite. Great marketing makes people feel enough discomfort to take action. Because if they don't feel discomfort, if we don't feel something's wrong, we won't take action. And if you're providing a true, something valuable that someone needs, you need to make them feel uncomfortable enough to work with you, to buy your product, to take your service. And that's why your marketing does need to be annoying. It needs to be in people's faces. It means people that are paying attention and feeling something. If you can fulfill on your business's promise, then they will feel comfortable. If someone tells you that it's annoying, ask them for another example of annoying marketing. And I bet you they point out a successful business. That's unprofessional. I hear this all the time. What exactly is professional? Hired hitmen call themselves professional. Overly seductive women may be labeled as professional. So I guess in these contexts, I don't want to be called that. So I don't want to be called professional. So often businesses are afraid to move beyond their peers and be called unprofessional. Those other businesses are not paying your bills. Your peer groups are not paying your bills. It's nice to get awards and accolades from them, but those mean nothing most often to your customers. You know, on Authentic Web, we don't go for the awards. You know why? Because it doesn't mean anything to most of our customers. It just means we can show it off to other agencies. We want our customers to be happy. That's our reward. We want our customers' lives to improve, their businesses to improve, their true bottom line to improve. That's our award. And that's what I think professionalism truly is. Getting people in the door and helping them any way you need to that doesn't hurt someone else. I'm an employee, not an entrepreneur. That's another lie we tell ourselves. You know, I've done a lot of things in my life. I sold cars successfully. I was a successful day trader. I bartended at one of the top restaurants in the world. I sold commercial real estate in Manhattan. And I bartended and managed one of the best Irish pubs in Florida. And I worked as a marketing consultant for a Fortune 100 company in New York. I'm saying this because, not to boast about my successes, and I wish I could say I was successful because of my devastating good looks, which I don't have, or natural talent, which I definitely didn't have. In fact, I sucked at most of these things at first. I look back and I cringe 
and how bad I was. But I succeeded because I treated each job like my own business. I did it like it was my business. And in fact, that prepared me for owning my business. But that's not the reason I did it. I knew that I had to become better, learn and market myself within each of these businesses. I had to shine. And knowing marketing and marketing skills, even if you're not the marketing director, will make you shine and make you exceptionally valuable to any team, to any employer. I want every single team member in our business to have an entrepreneurial look at their job. You should too, whether you're a team member or you're the owner. Because when you do this, great employers will quickly elevate status, give you raises, and give you room to grow. Someday you might even become a partner or start your own business. Whatever happens, I guarantee you, you will have a lot more job satisfaction. One of the biggest things too is people will get sick of you. If you're providing value, people will not get sick of you. They'll want more of you. I'll talk about this more, but the idea that marketing should be providing value. And if you're providing enough value, people will want more of you. They will not get sick of you. Maybe certain people will. That's their own thing. But I see it all the time where marketers do the same thing over and over and over again. People want more, 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 more. If you do it right and you're providing new value, constantly innovating, you will get better. Another lie we tell ourselves is that you should always be closing. It does hurt to ask. If you're going to always go in for the kiss, then it just becomes gross. There are times closed. But if you provide enough value, people will ask to buy from you. Another lie is people will get sick of you. Great marketing is value. If you provide enough value, people will not get sick of you. Some people will complain. But if no one's complaining, you're not doing it enough. There's people who are just not happy in general. And they're going to make some noise. But if you are providing enough value, people will love you. And the people that matter will pay attention and you will be marketing well. And there's this idea that you need to sell to a demographic. Listen, the world is too busy to sell to many people at once. You must sell to small, small groups to be good. To be great, you must sell to the person and the situation, which we'll talk about later. Then there's lies we tell ourselves. One of the big lies is people pay attention and remember everything I say. You know, I'm self-conscious at the gym, and I think everyone's looking at how much I'm lifting. No one is. The problem is most people are not paying attention to you at all. My wife asks me to do things all of the time. It's not that I choose to ignore her, but she's not my sole focus. And so sometimes I do not hear her. If I do hear her and even acknowledge her, I forget. I suck as a husband, not because I want to suck as a husband, but because I'm not actively listening. No one, well, almost no one is actively listening to you, especially the general public that you're marketing to. You work hard just to get their attention by giving them what they want. And then you have to get them to remember you. Have you heard an awesome comedian only to not be able to remember their best joke? You want to remember the best joke. You want to tell someone that story. You want to tell someone that joke. But people don't want to remember your stories, your business stories, so they don't. And for that reason, you must tell them over and over again. I need everyone to like me. It's a big lie we tell ourselves. It's a deep internal alibi for not marketing. But even Jesus Christ couldn't get everyone to like him. You just want the people that matter to like you your ideal customers. That's all that matters. I need a big audience. I'm going to talk about micro authority later in the book, but for most of us, if we add another hundred or a thousand or even 10,000 people to our business, we would double, triple, quadruple our business. 10,000 is not that many people. So you don't need a big audience. You don't need a huge, huge audience, especially if you're putting out a lot of great content. You just need it to be relevant to that person in that situation. There's a lot of other lies we tell ourselves, like that's not the way it should be. I don't have time. 
I'll do it when I don't have a great story and I need an immediate X ROI. These are all lies because we don't see how marketing really works. And we'll talk about that more. The real value of marketing and the fact that business and marketing is your sole job. Another lie we tell ourselves is I don't have time. Listen, business has two functions, marketing and innovation. If you don't have time for marketing, you should have a lot of money and can hire someone. If you don't have money, you have time. And I'm going to give you the strategy. If you don't have either, you need to value your product, service, and your pricing. That's not the way it should be. Stop caring about the way things should be and understand the way it is. Marketing tactics should not be needed to make people make a decision, but they are. Saying this is not the way it should be prevents great companies with great products and services from being the leader. I need a big audience. It's a lie we tell ourselves because we think, oh, we need 100,000 subscribers or 10,000 subscribers. Most businesses, if they got 1,000 new people coming in the door, would be underwater. They'd be destroyed. And if you don't have 1,000 people coming in the door, that's fine. You start incrementally. I'll do it when blank. Listen, tomorrow's a promise to no one. And then I procrastinate on big marketing projects and then been leapfrogged. I've spent more time doing things I saw as more important, learning new things that aren't marketing, and stunted our growth. Start marketing right now. The best way to learn is start doing it. Then there's other lies, the cognitive biases. These are the lies that our brains tell us. And for this reason or that, we have developed cognitive biases as human beings, and we all have them. I love these because they're so tricky, but fun to identify in others <laughs> and myself. One of the big ones that we tell ourselves is people decide because of who they are. Science has shown that this is called the fundamental attribution error. And what that means is that we think people decide because of who they are, because of their personality traits, not because of the situation. But if you look at it, really, we decide because of the situation. And that's a big part about telling the right story at the right time is understanding the situation. When you get over that cognitive bias, you'll pay attention more to the situation You'll be a better marketer. You'll provide better value. Then there are the lies our brains tell us. For this reason or that, we've developed these cognitive biases. One of the big ones is people decide because of who they are. This is called the fundamental attribution error. We're thinking that people decide because of who they are, when the truth is they decide because of the situation. There's, we put too much weight on personality characteristics. So while we should understand our avatar, we should understand our ideal customer, and I talk about demographics, but really should be I, looking at our ideal customer. We have to understand the timing and the situation, what's going on around them. And this is the reason that you are good at selling one-on-one, but not good at digital marketing because you're not thinking about the situation when someone's brilliant. What are they doing? What's the time of it? What's in front of them? What's around them? Who did they just talk to? What's the temperature? All those things affect it. From Milgram's experiments to the Pepsi challenge, not understanding the situation has led us to blame people when it's really the moment that is to blame. Another thing is causality versus correlation. It's working for my competition. Listen, if you're looking to what's working for your competition, you're relegating yourself to the middle of the pack. Just because you see something working, you're not actually seeing something working. You might say, hey, they're successful because of their website. They might be successful in spite of their website. You might just look at that website and go, they're successful, they have that website, therefore it's causal. But that's not necessarily the case and very seldom is the case your competition might have an awesome referral awesome partnership somewhere that you just don't see malcolm gladwell and david and goliath puts forth a study that shows that top students at community college do better after college than the second tier students at ivy league schools this is because if you're chasing the top 
You'll always be trying to copy the top instead of doing your own thing. You need to do what's best for your business, best for your customers. Yes, you can learn, but you need to have the strategy to apply what you learn and see if it fits in your strategy. Those are just some of the lies that we have to overcome. But now that you know them, now that you know they're out there, now that you know they're preventing you from being great, you'll be able to identify them and move past them and continue to do the best marketing possible. Tell the best story, tell the right story at the right time. Thanks again for listening to The Garlic Marketing Show and for listening to this segment of my book. I'd love to hear your feedback. Any questions, go to my Facebook page, garlicface.com. If you want the whole audiobook for free, once it's done, for a limited time, I'm offering that to my listeners. And this is the only place you'll be able to get it. Just go to iongarlic.com slash audio preview or click on the image in iTunes and it'll be in the show notes. That's iongarlic.com slash audio preview. Like I said, the complete audiobook will be free for a limited time, after which you'll have to pay a lot of money on Audible. Thanks again for listening and design garlic.